And it's your boy Roshan Gomez. You are listening to the Ruma Roy podcast. We are back for another one. Guest in the house today. We welcome Mr. Uh, Fakihin. Yes, Fakihin. Okay, scared I got that wrong. Fakihin, Fazil. Yeah. Fazlin. Fazlin. Yeah. Sorry, my bad, man. Yeah. My bad. Um, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm fine. It's uh, pretty nostalgic, right? You know, coming back here from Putrajaya. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You you used to stay in Bandasri Damansara? Uh, pretty much my hometown. Grew oh, up. Nice. Which yeah. is where uh, myself and my younger brother uh, went to school. Yeah. Uh, we stay in Sungai Buloh, but we go to school in Bandasri Damansara. Yeah. So w- when did you move to Putrajaya? Uh, well, I, I can't remember the year, but it's definitely um, right after graduation, uh, from, uh, right after SPM. Mm. Second year into my studies in MMU. Okay. So I and then my family all moved to Putrajaya. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you, do you have siblings or just you? Or? Um, yeah, um, five siblings, including Ooh, me. Big family, man. Yeah, <laughs> big family. <laughs> yeah, five, including me. I'm the, I'm the eldest. Oh, damn. Yeah. What's the age gaps like? Um, not, I mean, between me and my immediate brother, just a year. Yeah, and then then it's my sister, who's twenty or twenty one. I'm not. I don't remember. Yeah, and then like post SPM, uh, brother and a sister who's like form three. I think I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I'm an elder sibling like you. Yeah. Uh, I feel it, you grow up a little bit different being the elder sibling. It's a weird kind of uh, thing, right? Because you don't really have a template. Of someone you can follow. So you basically make all the screw-ups. And your siblings kind of sit at the corner and watch. And they sort of are better able to navigate the mistakes that you made. Right? Do, do you have a… That's what I have found. Like, do you have a similar… You just narrate my entire childhood. It's <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like the perfect log line for my entire childhood. Because <laughs> you know why? Because yeah. uh, my brother who's like… Uh, right after SPM studying… He start. He learned from his brothers. Like one is in art and the other one is in engineering. And he straight away, I'm gonna take business. <laughs> I'm gonna be a millionaire. So, so when you say that, it's like exactly my my uh, youngest brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, me and Christian, we are close now. But when mm. we were younger, we, I don't know whether the hate is the right word to uh. use, lah. But we definitely disliked each other yeah. a lot, lah. Because it's just the two of us, you know. Uh, and our our age was very close, two years apart. So it's not long enough for that to be a you know deep respect. So we were just too close uh, in terms of our age gap. Mm. As we got older, you know, we we somehow just managed to bond. Yeah. Uh, do you feel uh, or what's your relationship like with your siblings? Any conflicts? Are, are you getting closer to them as they get older? Um, it happens pretty much um, seamlessly, I guess. Mm. Now that you mention it. Because, you know, being the eldest and then, of course, my immediate brother, we're a bit more mature now. We know how the world works a, a little bit. Mm. So, I think… And plus, uh, my brother, my immediate brother spent most of his life in Asrama. It's the typical Malay punya um, journey in education. Eh? Yeah. So, you know, he goes to Asrama, he come back, come back. And then he, he studied overseas. Mm. Come back, that matured. Mm. Uh, you know? So, including me, I went through my shit, you know, yeah. in MMU. So… It's pretty much seamless. Yeah. Yeah, but of course the younger ones still… There's still that 
um, <laughs> friction. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, um, what to do? You know? Yeah. yeah. They haven't gone through that yet. There's a so, disconnect, lah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You're making me sound very old right now. <laughs> uh, I I I don't know whether I should tell you this, bro, mm. but I'm really old and mm. you are definitely old as well, man. Yeah. You're you're definitely uh what you must be 26, right? Yeah, 26. Sorry, man. Once mm. past 25, yeah. it's all decay. <laughs> <laughs> really? That, yeah, that young just, now? Yeah, no, I thought, no, no, no. I, I thought it was the big 3-0. Nah, man. Once you reach 25, after that, the back pain start coming in. <laughs> you know, the mental capacity reduces. <laughs> you know, you, you just, you're going to want to just sit home all the, I'm sure you already notice it. Now you don't like to go out so much, right? You sit home, watch uh, TV all the time. I don't have back pains, but I have knee pains. Knee pains. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's coming, man. It's coming. Uh, I'm quite fortunate that um, in a way I'm connected to sort of the writing scene in Malaysia mm-hmm. because two of my juniors ended up being uh, screenwriters mm-hmm. uh, Lokman and Natasha mm-hmm. I mean of I always find it so interesting that BSE is a small random mm-hmm. you know place mm-hmm. but we produce like really really interesting characters mm-hmm. so Natasha and Lokman definitely those two mm-hmm. and then uh, my Cousin Kyle, he's even more from a random town in Banting, mm-hmm. right? And he ended up being one of the script writers for um, uh, Police Evil mm-hmm, 1 and 2. So in that way, I've kind of like uh, been aware, or made aware of this community of uh, mm-hmm. writers that are around. And you also do a lot of uh, uh, writing. So I, w- I want to talk to you about all of that. Yeah. Um, but before that, I just need to say that uh, Fakihin came in with gifts. He came in with a box. He held the box very dearly <laughs> and like really cautiously. And I thought like this fellow brought an animal in the house. <laughs> so is he like a dog or something? Is he like a lizard? It's better. Yeah, it was better. It was much better. He brought geek toys and yeah. not all toys, but geek culture stuff. So I'm going to paint it for the podcast listeners. And uh, I don't know whether this YouTube video will go up. So you can check it out on YouTube if it goes up. So we have. A figurine of Agent Ali, number yes. one. We have a, a Transformers Autobot. Who else but Optimus Prime facing me? And we have uh, a, a, a set of Batman uh, comics. Uh, and it's a famous, um, very, very popular storyline, which is basically… Uh, the Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Written by Scott Snyder, artist Greg Capullo. Yeah. Um… Greg Capullo uh, did uh, what's that? What's the uh, death metal? Death metal. Yeah. And he, no, but even before that, he did Spawn. Yeah, yeah, Spawn. yeah. Spawn. Yeah, yeah. So he was a perfect fit for Spawn. Uh, uh, Spawn, and also it mm-hmm. makes sense that he would be doing Batman as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, Scott Snyder, everybody knows, he's mm-hmm. super famous. Um. Yeah. So maybe you can like lay down. Uh, why you chose this specific item. Because I'm sure you had other things. Yeah, a lot and of things. Yeah, you could have brought others. But yeah. in your box, you only brought these three things. So why these three things? Um, well, I mean, these three are the three stuff that I'm really proud of. Okay. For now. Yeah. At the moment. Um, starting with the Agent Ali figurine. Because, you know, it's… You know, because I've been collecting toys before being in an industry. Mm. So to have like a toy of a character that I helped develop mm. is pretty surreal. So… So yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty small compared to Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that this could be a first step of something bigger, like maybe better movies, better toys, more toys. So uh, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty it's pretty much tangible, you know. If you 
it's different than hey, watch my movie yeah. compared to like hey here's a toy of my movie. Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty different, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Optimus Prime. Um, I'm really really into Transformers right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of the pandemic. You know, you're <laughs> top in the in the house, don't know what to do. So, and a lot of and opt- the 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 business behind these toys are really the stuff that I hope to really achieve one day because there's a lot of business going on behind mm-hmm. these toys definitely so and I'm learning a lot from these things that I collect for my own career mm-hmm. yeah so uh, uh, yeah th- I mean pretty much I mean besides being Optimus Prime you know yeah and of course um the biggest influence for my stuff that I worked on uh, Batman and you know not this book particularly mm-hmm. but um one of the famous Batman books Batman stories inspired me to write um the movie for Agent Ali. Mm. So I'm hoping I get to share that for the first time today. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. about the process of the writing. Nice, man. Okay. Let's start with the first figurine. Agent Ali. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a small figurine. But I think he could take down Optimus, to be honest. <laughs> uh, because me and Jane watched the movie just before you came. Yeah, yeah. We watched… Um, it came out last year, the movie, right? Um, it's… Well… Uh, on 28th November, it was the anniversary anniversary of the movie. The first year anniversary of when oh. the movie was released. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. The series came about in 2016. Yep. And both are on Netflix. So, anybody can um, watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we really enjoyed it. Right, Jin? Really, uh, yeah. Yeah, honest, we did. Honest, yeah. We did, we did. Uh, we watched it. it. It comes out as English for us. Yeah. But we changed it to Basa just, yeah, yeah. just to get the real feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it. I okay. The movie, okay. First things first. The animation is damn good, lah. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Without a doubt, the animation is damn good. That's yeah. some top quality animation, lah. Lot. I can guarantee you a lot of heart and sweat and tears went to it from the team. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah because that's uh, you know the speed, the tempo, the mm-hmm. creativity of like all the different type of combination of moves, like. They were doing combo moves all the damn time, right? <laughs> it's like insane. You mean the final act, the final scene or something? Even the beginning to even be fair. Okay. Even the first fight scene, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty sick. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it had a good storyline. You know, mm-hmm. it, it did have a very good storyline. I like that not only the movie, but even the series, there seems to be a lot of female representation. I don't know whether that's done purposely or not. But I noticed that there are a lot of like strong female characters. Uh-huh. Uh and even like Agent Ali, the movie, the relationship revolves around him and his mom. Yeah, the yeah. dad is really a barely a character <laughs> in the movie. Like. At least in the movie. Yeah. He's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what it's like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. In fact, his only appearance is him scolding the the boy. The boy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a relationship between a mom and a son. And I don't know. I don't I can't read think of any movie in recent times yeah. that has really focused on even animation that's focused on a relationship between uh, a mom and, and son. Uh-huh. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. what? How did you get involved in uh, this whole thing? Like when when did you… Okay. Let's start even before that. When did mm-hmm. you know that you wanted to get into this industry? Um, well, growing up, uh, I always knew I wanted to be in the creative industry. Yeah. Um, like a lot of kids, live action lah, you know. That's supposedly that's the way to go, you know, nothing else. Mm. Um, so I took uh cinematic arts and MMU, uh, which is where well, I used to be in Johor, but now it's back in um Cyberjaya. That's a whole story there. Mm. 
Um, but then I was taking live action actually, um, learning how to work with actors, write for live action, for production. But then <clears throat> it wasn't going really well personally. Um, I didn't get along with a lot of people. And and one night uh, when I was stressed from all assignments, uh, I watched this. I mean, I already knew that Upin and Ipin and Bobo Boy were huge deals in Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah, it's really big. I mean, if you not, go not to only Malaysia, Malaysia, man, Indonesia, Indonesia yeah, yeah, that's it's yeah. insane. Those those franchises are doing crazy. You, wow. you want to know something really silly? Yeah, like I met a bunch of uh, Indonesians um, here, and the first thing they asked me, "Di mana mau tengok Pepin ya?" Like, what kind of question is that? Like, <laughs> like it's like I come. <laughs> I mean, it, um, they, they really love it. They really, really yeah. do love it. Come on, like they introduced like an Ultraman character in Opin and Ipin, right? I was getting there. I was getting That's there. That's how big Opin and Ipin is. I was getting there. Um, so the night um that I decided to be in animation, um, was you know when I was uh, learning uh film, and it was a stressful night, and I watched the video that uh LCP Lescopa announced that uh they're gonna have like our own Malaysia's gonna have our own version of Ultraman reboot, <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> you know because. Because I'm, I was besides uh, I was paying attention besides learning the course I was paying attention to a lot of things yeah. was happening in the industry purely as a fan you know I didn't know what what sort of business goes on behind this stuff but purely as a fan what things are exciting and I mean at the time nothing was exciting during the live action stuff mm. but then the animation when they announced Ultraman Reborn I'm like dude that's it they, these guys they know they know what they're doing they know what the fans want. So, you know, and I never look back, you know, straight away after that, I start looking for jobs. Um, it was before my final year, mm. I think, and I start looking for jobs in animation studios. So like, uh, at the time, Wow Animation, uh, the studio behind Agent Ali, mm. they weren't um, a big deal back then. They were around, but they weren't a big deal yet. So I got a job there and, you know, I never looked back. Yeah. Um, was it a steep learning curve or… Was it everything you had hoped it would be? Was it like, like when I f- first got a job, yeah, I realized very quickly like I didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> and that I was mad for thinking that I can just go in. I mean, like I, I was so I realized how insane I was at thinking that I would adapt so easily. Right? Did you have like a similar experience? Um, I think I was more naive than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were. Um. I felt that only like a year, a year into it, into okay. it, because I was so excited. Because it, it's it's everything that I ever hoped for, dream of. Just just get in there and work, do the best show that you can do. Mm. That's it. Mm. Uh, but then of course later you you learn there's uh, there's a few learning curves, but even then it didn't, it didn't felt like something stressful or something that you don't want to do. You you know that. Growing up, or you have to. It's this is adult life kicking in, you know. Yeah, yeah I still enjoyed it. Like it's everything that I hope for. Yeah. So, how many uh, writers did you have on the series, and uh, how big was the team? And then later for the movie, were they were they the same writers for the series and the movie, or was there different teams working on it? Uh, well, uh, now I I think because I'm no longer with the company now. Sure, sure. Um, uh, right now I'm working for Brainy Bones, another mm-hmm. animation company. Uh, when I was there in Wow Animation, it was eighty people. Okay. Yeah, eighty people for my department writing. Um, officially, um, well, it started out with me being the only writer, mm. uh, the only full-time writer. Mm. Uh, the director Usama Said would 
would occasionally would would he would write like he would write a lot like he would finalize all the stuff that I wrote for him, and then later that was during season one, and then later as we go along, because it was three to four years, mm. you know, so you know in the second year close to the year close to the end of year one, we had another writer, we had more writers, and eventually uh, we end up with up until the movie, um, two full time writers, mm. um, and then. Uh, of course, Zaid. We we call him Zaid. Uh, it's kind of weird because everybody else outside of the company calls him Sama. Okay. Like who's Sama? Oh yeah, it's Zaid. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody in the company calls him Zaid. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, so technically, officially three, but there would be many people in the company would, uh, you know, come in and give their ideas. Okay. Uh, it can be up to like eight, you know, easily. But for the movie itself, there were three official writers, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you credit. Mean, credit yeah. You're talking about credits, lah, basically. Yeah, I'm talking about credits. But credits, I mean, and now that I've been in the industry, it doesn't really justify mm. who works on what. Mm. You know, they're just there to make things official, you know. Mm. But for us, we know who works on what, you know, and that. And, and I think that's important to mention, sure. yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, Agent Ali. Another thing I like uh, about this character is he's actually a. He's a he, you know it it has a he has a bit of like a Peter Parker sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's a the boy that we all kind of are, right? Mm-hmm. Like dumbass in school, yeah, but yeah. you know we think that hopefully like we are dumbasses, but we have a good heart and trying our best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, hopefully lah. Well, some people could be mean, you know. Some mm. people could be you know not have that intention. Uh, but yeah, is that something that the writers drew from their own inspiration from their own experiences or? Was it consciously done, or how how did it, basically how did this character come about? Well, I can't speak for um, Zaid. Mm. Um, the official origin story of how the character came about was even before I came into the company, mm. which was um, the company was founded by five people, which is uh, Sama Zaid, uh, Nazmi, Nazmi Yatim, Shafi Isa, uh, Fuad, um, and Faiz Hanafia. Uh, they before I came in, they would you know get together and discuss uh, what would the story be about, and you know from there I came in. Ali was already there, the world was already there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just up for me to you know fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but from from personal experience, I can say um, yes, Peter Parker is definitely a huge huge influence, a huge huge reference um, for my process of writing. Mm-hmm. And but I think it's it's worth mentioning that. Uh, a huge part of Ali's story is really from the director himself, which is uh, this is my interpretation of okay. of, of his direction. Because you know he would, it's important that you listen to the director. But this is how I interpret his notes uh, mm. when I'm writing. Is that the technically the entire series, the entire franchise is about uh, hustling. Mm. Um, the work never stops because um i mean if you watch the series um the 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 glasses iris mm. it's actually he stumbled upon it accidentally uh, yeah yeah we yeah. watched the first episode yeah, yeah yeah uh he goes basically he walks by a shop uh and then he accidentally says the quote yeah yeah that uh was supposed to be meant for another uh the bad guy i think yeah yeah uh what was it he asked for uh something what was it uh, some fried fried prawn uh? what was it he no, some fried something lah. Yeah, and anyway, then he got it by accident. I, I, I can't remember it because, and I'm ashamed of that because you know back when I was with the company, they were like, uh, yeah. Kaida, the voice actor uh-huh. of Ali, would, 
reiterate that the dialogue <laughs> over and over again for fans. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, let, let me try to emulate her. Oh, nasi lemak dengan tempoyak udang. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. tempoyak so, udang. Yeah, correct, yeah, correct. You have to emulate her a bit. Yeah, <laughs> tempoyak udang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay. Good. So like um the theme of the overall franchise that I got from the director was mm. the work never stops because if you notice the story. Uh, even though he has this like it's like Ben 10 you know have you watched Ben 10 did you grow up with Ben 10 uh, I don't know it, I don't know whether I should be ashamed to say this yeah. I was in late high school when Ben 10 came out but I still watched it lah. yeah that's why I, I, still, I still watched it I still watched hey, it don't be ashamed it's cool man uh, you know. yeah 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 uh, but you know like 12 year olds were watching it as well yeah. <laughs> you know so my time was actually like Justice League yes yes you know Teen Titans the, yeah then the, after that Ben 10 came the the Definitive and more, much more awesome version of the Justice League than the live action movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so like, uh, he got Iris, but then he he's a loser. He he knows nothing about um, you know, being an agent, and that's why we have the character Alicia that we are constantly comparing him to her. Alicia is she's not she hustled her way there, you know. Yeah. And that's the the theme throughout season one, season two. In season two, he has to go to a school. Where he meets more um, badass people, and the movie, of course, uh, Iris is literally taken away from him. Yep. So that's the. I mean, f- for now, um, that's the theme that I got when I worked there. Yeah, I mean, the the movie is cool, lah, because the plot also was. It's not just the the visual effects that was were great. The plot was also very very interesting. I mean, what happens when you take away from the hero his main weapon, mm-hmm. and you can't? What happens when? They don't have a purpose anymore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how easily they can like sort of become bad. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really interesting for the kids to see Agent Ali as a bad guy. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of adults say that. You know, uh, what like um uh, during the review, uh-huh. the kids love that. Oh, Ali is a good guy eventually, but all adults, no, Ali should have been the bad guy. <laughs> Ali should have been with the rebels. You know, it's like Star Wars being part of the rebels. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You know? yeah. Because you kind of um, how do I say this? You uh. Recognize or you can relate. Mm. You can relate to the the. I mean, they have a just cause. Uh. It's just that so called they went too far, lah. Yeah, yeah. But that's sort of a plot device too. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. So Agent Ali. So now you're in a different company. Yep. Uh, I watched the animated short as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chegu. What is it? Uh, it's, the show is called Kring. Kring. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Um, but, but then there's another ch- uh, the, the main character is called uh, Teacher Suraya. Ah, Teacher Suraya, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. Also very interesting. I didn't. I mean, I knew that Malaysian animation was really, really good. Yeah, thank but you. But I guess I never uh, took the time to like watch more stuff because mm. I generally consume in English, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it was very interesting. It was, that also was very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did this before you joined the company, or yep. yeah. Uh, the the film that I showed you, mm. uh, it was before my time. Okay. <laughs> um, Um, but right now, uh, the company Brainy Bones, uh-huh. we're developing a series. Nice. Uh, and I'm part of the team. Great. We're well, developing well, the series. Can you speak about the premise, or is it hush hush? Uh, a little bit sure. Um, it's still about. It's the same as a short film. It's about Tisha Suraya, mm. who it's her journey teaching uh, Mael, the kid, mm-hmm. in the short film, and discovering that it takes more. Um, than just teaching to be their teachers, you know. Mm. Like, if you have you watched uh, that poet society? Yeah, of yeah, course, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, I, I mean, it's a, it's a story about school and teachers. So yeah. <laughs> as a writer, lari manu last last chance to juga cerita. So yeah, but with the Malaysian take on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I I mean it had it had a very nice strong message about mm-hmm. a student who was doing badly but actually was not really doing badly just mm. was different. Yep. And once you change the teaching method, yes. the the student excels, right? Yeah, yeah. And um and, and yeah, I think that's a really strong message. Sometimes I think about how in school we used to have like 9 10 classes. Yes, yeah. And how really 9 to 10 I don't remember it being that much. Mm, maybe BS okay, maybe not 9 10 lah, but BSE2 definitely had at least 7. Mm, yep, definitely, yep. At least 7. And you have like 40 kids per yes. per class which yes. is crazy. But I I always wondered those those kids in the the end of the the classes right because the truth is we never really hung out with them. Yeah. Um and I wonder how how it feels to be in at that at at the end. Yeah. Because even now sometimes uh it's very easy for me to feel demotivated when mm. I am side by side with people who seem to make it who seem to just excel so easily. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what's the point, yeah. right? And there's a young person though. Uh, I wonder how that affects your worldview. Well, well, I, I just, I just feel like we maybe we don't give enough uh, attention to the kids who are lagging a little bit at the at the back. You know, There's, sometimes schools look at them as liabilities. Like one of the craziest things that I've seen a, some schools do is that they give extra classes uh-huh. for the students in the first and second classes because they want to get the A's up. So oh, the school, like number school, yeah, 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 that's insane, right? <laughs> Those kids don't need the help. They 100% they're all going for tuition anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right? They don't need the help. So that's the thing lah. I mean, I used I mean I I used to think about that too a lot mm. when I was in school. Um uh, but growing up, I think it's just I mean, it sounds unfair but it's just boomers lah. You know, they come from a different generation. Mm. Um I like to see it from an entrepreneurship punya standpoint, you know, sure. you know our problems today are different from their problems back then. Definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a product of uh you know post post colonial times and yeah. stuff like that yeah, and I and but it's kind of sad it's taking us very quite quite a lot of time to to adapt. Yeah. No, yeah. I I understand like I get that maybe the other generation would say Roshan, you know, you have to be realistic. Mm. Yeah. You can't save everyone. <laughs> you know, you got, No, it's real reality, yeah, you know, yeah. you you have limited resources, yeah. lim, limited in what the teachers can do and yeah, the time yeah. they can put in. And uh, you can't be too idealistic and say we're going to help everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not even about that, you know. It's not for me, lah. It's not even about like making everyone succeed. For me, it's like, can we at least just treat everybody uh, with dignity? At least try. Yeah, at least treat everyone with dignity. Like, don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do we treat the kids at the last class like they are lesser off? You mm-hmm. know, because sometimes it does feel that way. Yeah. You know, I was never in those classes, but even I can tell. I can feel it. There's a sort of elitism. Right, that happens. A little bit, you know, a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So it's good that you have a nice, relatable character. Yeah. I mean, now you're giving me a lot of ideas. You're, you're. Yeah. You're doing my work right now. Thank can you. I? Can I tell you my only negative feedback about Asian Ali? Yeah, sure. I feel yeah. that the Indian characters are really yeah. stereotypical. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude. You know, I was waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> eh, no, serious. I, I'm. I'm happy that someone said that to me. You know why? Yeah. Because when we were developing that scene, yeah. okay, first of all, um, I think it's a combination of everyone's idea. Sure. Uh, and I pitched that, okay, there's a scene there where these guys, they need to go to a Mata HQ. Because in the series, we've never seen like the HQ. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it should be very Malaysian. You know, because I, I, I got this idea from Optimus Prime. Okay, okay. Because when I went to overseas, whenever I see a Peter-built truck in Long Nose Truck, 
the first thing comes to mind Optimus Prime Optimus Prime padahal if you go there is their version of truck drivers you know yeah, it's yeah, the culture yeah. so okay what's the equivalent to that what imagery can i take from malaysia that can you know that can, can put a twist and make it relatable so mama lah yeah yeah mama yeah. it's a good idea um, it's a good idea so you know the first few drafts that i wrote was like them going to a mama yeah. and then it was a very cliche like james bond scene you know sure. like go to the bike and then there's a freezer go down that's it okay. that's it <laughs> then i just i did, I, I handed it in to the bosses the directors and then i worked on another scene and i'm like tiba tiba in the pitching they're singing and dancing out <laughs> like where did that come from where did that come from <laughs> like and i and i just straight with them hey bro tak takut racist ke taklah tak racist ah you cool you cool like you know the thing is i'm i'm still i would be okay i think the characters are fine i don't think you know like Because they are true to those characters as well. We yeah, all yeah. see those people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But not all are. Uh, not all Indian people are. Mal- I know. So, so what? What I think I would have liked to see because I think like these characters are so empowering for like Malay young Malay boys and uh, you know young Malay girls, right? Mm. Would have been like for example the mom's character. She's so badass and she's wearing a tudung. Mm-hmm. That's so empowering, man. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it would have been nice to see like a strong Indian character, dude. Yeah. The bad guy is Vikram. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> I did not picture that character. Why? Why that is character? Vikram the bad guy? <laughs> Poor Vikram, man. What the hell did he do? <laughs> okay, to be fair though, like yeah. uh, if you were actually a fan that followed from the series, oh, okay, okay. Um, General Rama mm. is a huge. He's a, he's a big deal in the show. Okay, okay. Yeah, so for the longest time, General Rama was the benchmark for if if you wanna um, look at it from a representation from your perspective. Yeah. General Rama was the guy for Indian. But the Indianness doesn't come out really strong in General Rama. Only at the yeah. last yeah. Bat- fight scene. What, no, what, what do you mean Indianness? Like, how, like how, how is he supposed to be portrayed? You know, these uh, are the stuff that I actually have to consider. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no that's fair. Yeah. But like, I think on first glance, you won't even yeah. know General Rama is Indian. Yeah. Really? I think so, yeah. yeah. At least in the, if you watch it from the movie. Lah. Okay. Maybe the series builds on it. But honestly, when I first saw General Rama, I thought he was Malay. Really? Yeah, yeah. I only knew he was Indian. Yeah. At the end, at the fight scene, because of that fight scene, he had like a whole like. To me, it looked like a. Tamil, Tamil. Yeah. It, it is like a Rajnikan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> deliberate, I very deliberate. Can see, can clearly see Rajnikan influence for sure. Very deliberate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then only I knew he was Indian. But yeah. honestly, before that, I didn't know he was Indian. The name, the name didn't give it away. No man, didn't. Really? Yeah, didn't. Because um, I'm not sure if you catch it. If he had been general Ramachandran, he would have given it away. <laughs> so kind of full name lah, kind of yeah. full name lah. <laughs> Uh, because uh, in the series, yeah. I remember um, it was revealed later in season one that uh, Alisha was. I mean, even in the movie, Rama or uh, Alisha is Rama's yeah. adopted daughter. Yep. So that's the whole diversity thing where an Indian man mm. is adopting a Chinese girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, the series boleh nampak lah. Mm. And from a series fan perspective, they they're you know like in the anime we call this like um, fan service. Okay. Where we reveal more backstories. Ah, right. Ah, uh, you you know, so that would be like very obvious. So very interesting to see from a movie uh, fans perspective. Uh, you know, this this information are not um yeah. there for the movie because dude, when I was writing the movie, like this is the stuff that I had to think about. Like what the hell? Until what a movie, tak tahu. You know, <laughs> I was stressed out. You know, yeah. you know, stuff like that lah. But yeah, good note. Good note. <laughs> I was I was waiting for someone to say that <laughs> to my face. You know, like. But yeah. honestly, I'm not um. Stickler for this kind of things. I'm I'm pretty chill because like for me, I, I can give an example. A lot of people, a lot of Indians were really upset with the mm. Apu from The Simpsons. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. American they, or or the whole world? 
Uh, I think it's mostly American Indians. Mm. La. And even Indian Indians also who went on to go. Like famous Indian actresses and actors who go to mm. America. They don't like the… We all talk like this. Da, 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 da. You know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. But… Yeah. Um, so, the guy who voices uh, Apu, uh, mm. Hank… Uh, Azaria. Azaria. Yeah. He refuses to do the voice. So, I don't think they do Apu anymore. Uh, but I wasn't Apu in, in like until the 19th or 17th season. Yeah, this just happened recently. This like, so they just got upset upset about it recently. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Um, I mean, the Indian minorities' voices have only really come out recently, like the past yeah. few years. Mm. But also the way we kind of uh, decide what is right and wrong to present in India mm, is mm. also changing mm. drastically. So That's what I mean. You know, I mean it's. I mean, I'm aware of these things as well. Yeah. But even then, I still ask myself, wait, but you know, this small group of minority doesn't feel like this is the way how yeah. it should be. And they're divided. And divided. Yeah. So, uh, these are the stuff that I immediately learn when I do movies. Because when you do movies, I, I instantly realize that the movie audience are much different. Yeah, uh, I like to… I've always wanted to say this. Um, I like to use an analogy of a restaurant. Whereby, if you're if you're a restaurant that specializes in nasi lemak ayam, you know our series fan, I like I I like to think of them as they know our nasi lemak ayam, they know how we cook the ayam, mm. and and if we, uh, if they feel like the ayam is not cooked enough or not spicy enough, we would know because we know how to improve. Mm. But then immediately when you go into a movie mass market, they order nasi lemak ayam and they know we only serve nasi lemak ayam, then they say I don't like the ayam. Mm. Yeah, it's it's that subjective, mm. uh, you know. So those three really stuff that I I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah, from audience perspective. So, so even with like for example, Apu, mm. for me, I don't think I don't think Hang Azari should have stopped it. I it's a yeah. it's a wonderful character. It's it's really funny. Yes, it's a stereotypical character. Yeah. Yes, not all Indians are like that, but there definitely are Indians like yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so and stereotyping is definitely not the same thing as racism. Yes, right, but. Of course, I also would like to see the different, the other different uh, mm. type of Indians also depicted in media. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not only have Apu and Simpsons. Let's have, uh, I, I don't know, uh, what's the CEO for Google? Sunda, I can't remember his name. Uh, like, yeah, the yeah. CEO of Google is yeah, Indian. Yeah. The, the CEO of Microsoft is Indian. Like, you know, we have some pretty successful Indian people around the world. Uh. Mm. So you can have the, the also the quote, the quote's positive sort of uh, uh, representations of Indians as well, right? So yeah. So I'm… Th- that's my thing. So I have, fe- have a feeling, dude, if there were like more of the like liberal kind of community, the so-called Bangsa Bubble people who watch Agent yeah. Ali, I have a feeling they would pick this up. This yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what's great. Um, but I mean, now that you mention it, I sort of do have like uh, my own formula of how to approach that. Okay. You want to you hear it? Yeah, sure. Um, and this is something that I realized uh, when I was working with people. Uh, working with the team, which was, it really doesn't matter what their risks are. You know, when when you're developing a character, whatever the conflicts are, uh, we don't consider what their risks are, unless 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 you're picking like a specific culture. Yeah. Unless you're writing a Malaysian sort of story or a Philippine sort of story, um, because most of the time when we develop characters, because we're geeks, you know, we we don't see race most of the time. We just draw, mm. and then only later when we start recording, then we ask. <laughs> so I mean it it's that seamless. And I realized uh with that sort of um um development, the audience will will follow that as well. Like they wouldn't 
they wouldn't try to identify with the character by their race initially. They would just identify them with the problems. Yeah. It's, it's back to storytelling basics. What is their problem? What is their desire? Yeah, the, the yeah. basic human story that Yes. There are certain things that fundamental things that we all go through irrespective of race. Yes. Right? Yes. Like for example, the loss of a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Every every person understands true, that true. kind of pain, rejection, true. fear of failure, being like feeling like an idiot. You know, yeah, we yeah. all all feel these things. But of course, like you can't have the mama scene being played by like a Chinese uncle. Like, it wouldn't yeah. make cultural sense. Yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that, man. That's great. That's great. It, it's good to know that you, you the team is thinking through things like this. Yeah. Well, I do hope that uh as uh, like shows like this become more famous, we also see more representation of… I would love oh, to see more Indians and Chinese not only being represented but also being a part of uh, productions like this. Mm-hmm. You know, as, like voice acting and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It would be great. I think, uh, yeah. I, I mean, for for animation and games, I think it's a lot easier mm. because uh, especially for voice actors, you know, a, a Chinese dude can voice a Malay dude anytime because of that. It's because we judge them by their… Um, acting ability by the voice, not by the look. So, and even in video games, are, are you a, a video gamer? Not really. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I have some <laughs> background. It's, it was called PlayStation 1. <laughs> I was a diehard, hardcore PlayStation 1 fan. <laughs> no PS5. Because in those industries, we have like… Um, one of the biggest regrets I have is getting yeah. rid of my PS1. I really what happened? Wish... What happened? No, we just gave it away because we, we actually got a PS2. Yeah. So… Like, we decided to just give it to, like, a family member who didn't oh, have it, right? Oh, okay. And, uh, screw the family member. We should have kept it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I miss playing it. Like, it's going to be in, a, like, a dustbin somewhere now, right? I still have my PS1. Damn, man. Yeah. You're lucky. But not Can the, you still play it? I haven't checked. Dude, you should try. Because, because the TV is, like, all up to date oh, now. You know, the, the, right. the wires don't mix and match now. Ah. Um, I mean, I think… I mean, if you have to find one lah. But I didn't have the original PS1. It's okay. the… The smaller one. The smaller one. Yeah. Yes, la, the slim la, the whatever yeah. la, mini la, yeah, that version la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in video games, um, if you watch uh, Company Naughty Dog, The Last of Us games, mm. um, the Uncharted games, you have like a Hispanic woman playing and an African-American woman. Sure. Uh, because of motion capture. Mm. You know, it's pretty seamless now, you know. And in Malaysia, I definitely see that happening for um, uh, animation. The English dub for Asian Ali. Mm. Uh, for Ali himself was voiced by a Chinese man. So, there you go. It's seamless, you know. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. That's cool, man. Um, yeah. It's crazy lah. What, uh, you know, like, even watching the movie, just seeing like, I, I just wonder how it must feel as a young person, right? Like a, a kid in Malaysia now, watching an animation and seeing like, you know, the background of, uh, uh, what, Cyber Raya, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a TNB signboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like things like that, right? I feel like, wow, that's really cool. Because like we all grew up with just like Western stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they actually, these kids get to watch things they can relate to. Yeah. That's made for their language. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. yeah. insane. Oh, um, now that you mention it, um, in, I mean, it, it's part of the job uh, that, that really rewards you. That you really get to influence this kid's life. Just how like, you know, Scott Snyder influenced me in, with his comics. Um, <clears throat> I, I like to think that Malaysian kids' level of empathy is quite low, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was proven wrong when I started to see these videos online. When, when the movie came out last year, when it was a big deal, um, this mother recorded his son. Maybe he was 10 or 9. Um, and he was crying right after the movie. Oh. 
Ah, uh, you know, and and it was because yeah, you seen the movie. It was because of the mom, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was the background was song, Mama, ooh, and I'm like, and I carried along, and I'm like, uh. oh, maybe it's like it's just like what you said. It's not it's not the empathy. It's the language. Right. It's the cultural. It's the cinematic they, language. They can they can connect with it. Yeah, you know, that's that's yeah. that's really nice, man. That's really rewarding. Um. It's cool that you had Ultimate on as well. Uh, the he did want your sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool as well. Um, okay, so that's Agent Ali. Mm. Now next, Mr. Optimus Prime. Yeah. All right. I'm not the biggest fan of the Transformer movies. Yeah. Why are you vibing with them? What What do you like? Are you watching the movies or are you watching the the cartoons? All of them. Everything. Everything. Okay. Which do you like more? What's your comments on the movies as a franchise? Have you watched all the movies? Uh, I couldn't go through with the fourth until the end. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, which is the one where the dinosaur comes? I think the fifth? I, I don't know. Okay, I, I gave up about that. Yeah, yeah. I gave up about yeah. that. Um, yeah, so w- what about Transformers uh, do you enjoy? Um, well, story-wise, personally, maybe because my benchmark is a little bit high. Okay. I, none of the stories have even in the animation. None of the stories has really spoken to me. Okay. Um. It's not really. It's not really Tarantino. <laughs> you know <laughs> what sure. I mean. But um, why did you choose uh, Optimus? Uh, because it's the most recognizable All character. Right. I have. I have a few. Mm. But transform. I have a feeling that Hasbro as a company is going to be the. It's going to be the next Marvel. Really. The next MPC, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Because from a business perspective. You see what what they do they have been doing for the past five years, is that, um, how where do I start? What's the build up? What what are they going to pull together? What are the characters? Yeah. So so first of all, um, they already have their own film studio. Okay. Yeah. The okay. latest Bumblebee movie. All right. Was their first film, uh, produced from their own studio. Okay. So that's a big deal because that's how Iron Man was born when Marvel actually yeah, yeah, yeah. created the film studio. It started with uh, uh. uh the Iron Man movie like yeah, because that's that's a big deal, bro. Because um, in Hollywood, if you're no, it's very hard to get your script produced, but then getting the right people to produce it, mm. you know, that's how Michael Bay happened, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but now, even Iron Man, they say it was a fluke. Cause uh, who was the writer for it? Um, I can't remember his name. But I remember watching. I, I can't remember his name. Mm. But I remember watching an interview, mm-hmm. and he said that they had just given him the project like for. It was just for fun, lah. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they hadn't. They hadn't really conceptualized like the yeah. whole, yeah. the whole growth, right? Yeah. And it was a fluke, and so because of that, um, Robert Downey Jr. got a damn good deal. Mm-hmm. You see, he was nobody, you know, at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he already had had his massive fall, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he got in, and he, I think, he got a stake of the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He wasn't getting paid a salary. He was an equity partner. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude banked like crazy. Yes, man. it's insane. Okay, sorry, you were saying. Yeah. yeah, so they've got their own studio. So they have, they got the first like feature film yeah, yeah. released. Okay. And I mean, it's funny you should mention that how much of a mess the first Iron Man movie was because that's that's the reality of entrepreneurship. You know, mm. these films that we love is still business. And not all business happens perfectly the way we plan. Yeah. So the Hasbro, they have their own film studio. They, they have an animation studio that's been that existed for a long time now. Um, and then they're releasing a lot of Transformers toys. They're not only releasing versions from the Michael Bay movies. They're also releasing versions from the Bumblebee movie, from the G1 movie, the cartoon movie. 
literally all the incarnations for the animation show. Mm-hmm. And you would think that that alone is enough for a company to strive. No, they have Power Rangers in their... Ooh. They own Power Rangers now. They bought Power Rangers. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, I'm not sure if you followed, but if you're a geek, I'm sure like um, Instagram algorithm, um, you know, shove your face Power Rangers stuff, the comics. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They've been releasing um, uh, new comics now. Yep. Uh, the latest one was what? New Green Ranger, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Hasbro owns Power Rangers. They're, they're rebooting the film. Mm. They own G.I. Joe. They, they have rights for the, all the Marvel toys. You know? Mm. So, it's a big, big pop culture. It's 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 like a pop culture… Marvel doesn't own the rights to the toys. No. Why Why would you? Because the, the, the distribution itself, it costs a lot of oh, money. Right, right, you know, right, business right, stuff. Right. So, just license it lah. Uh, they have okay. their own internal stuff. But it's always the Hasbro stuff that like cool because they, they've been in the game for years now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have G.I. Joe, Transformers and Power Rangers under your belt, mm. this… I've never seen a more clear… Uh, it's like a board game uh, and you're playing a strategy where you're collecting your cards because yes. you know these are the banking cards. Yes, yes. These these movies are so sellable as toys. Yes. 100%. Like yes. all these movies are known yes. for toys. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like those are just stuff that they own. Yeah. The stuff that they… The IPs that they don't own. Because in animation in Malaysia… Owning your IP intellectual property, I'm sure you're a lawyer, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Your IP is a big, big deal. Sure. Uh, the live action peeps, they don't take this seriously. But in animation peeps, we take this very seriously. Mm. And they own rights to Star Wars toys. Wow. Yeah, cool. so it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time until Hasbro just released a one-hit one hit movie. with It could be a G.I. Joe reboot. It could be G.I. Joe meets Transformers. Mm. And they're going to be the next. Because so far, the, the one thing about these franchises, even though they they are profitable because you can sell toys on them. Yep, yep. The movies themselves have been poor quality. La. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, Transformers for example. Yeah. It's just been… That cloth has been squeezed freaking dry. Mm, 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 mm. There's nothing else to come from that. I know. But they still squeeze it, man. They, at that point, they should just reboot the damn thing. La. Which they're doing. Which they're doing. Are they rebooting yeah. Transformers? Yeah, the Bumblebee movie. Was um, that a reboot? Yeah, that's the thing. They They say it was a prequel… But then the story didn't match with the original Michael Bay stuff. And now later they, re- they, they update, oh, it's a reboot now. <laughs> it's, it's money. It's, who cares? You're making money. So, so um, but yeah, like I said, they're not really content. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So that's Transformers. Power Rangers suck as well. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, but that was before Hasbro. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. they bought a bad, uh, well, not the brand is good. But let me just say, I read a post the other day. Someone defending Power Rangers. Watched it for the first time. <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. I thought there was character development. What character <laughs> development did you see, friend, in that movie? There was no character development at all. Are you mad? Suck. You know, I was so excited. I hate when they pump me up for something. And then it sucks so horribly. that I feel so disappointed. Actually, I had a similar experience with comics recently. But yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, Power Rangers, uh, Transformers, what's the other one? Uh, they own My Little Pony. Oh, well, that's uh, successful. Yeah, yeah very. <laughs> that's yeah. successful, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. What are we talking about? Uh, Transformers, what's the other one? Marvel, Star Wars, G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Joe also sucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the first one was okay. The second one was bad. Lah. Second one got really, really bad. 
for me lah, my opinion lah. I don't like the G.I. Joe property myself. I, I don't understand the appeal. It's just a bunch of Americans, you know. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. only… Actually, you're right lah. Yeah. The only… I mean, it's made to just sell cool stuff lah. Like, yeah. like the toy. It's really made for… That's a toy yeah. movie lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the one uh, character lah. The, uh, what? The Quiet Fuller. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves snake yeah. eyes. Yeah, even the toy, the toy community, they love snake eyes. Yeah, I mean, he's designed well. He looks cool. Actually, that's the thing, you know. You know, it's not that complicated. Like you can have a simple storyline, yeah. but if the they look cool, yeah, and the animation looks cool, people will come, lah. Yeah. Right. Transformers is different because Transformers the animation is not. It's a lot going on, lah. Yeah. I won't say it's cool, lah. You mean the how they how they transform in the movie? Uh, battle scenes, fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can be very confusing. Yeah. And you sometimes just get a headache trying to like follow everybody. Nah, that's just Michael Bay crap, lah. If uh, you, if you, because if you study cinema, if you study Michael Bay stuff, his background was, he's a commercial guy. He sells stuff. He sells cars. Mm. You know, Armageddon was. He did Armageddon. He did yeah. uh, Bad Boys, right? Yeah, that's only because someone else wrote the script, not him. Mm. You know what I mean? He's a commercial guy, so. So if uh, I understand, I mean, I was like you when I watched this film. Like, how did it got so bad? Doesn't make sense. The mm -hmm. materials were there, but then when I learned the cinema side of it, oh, okay, just film people, you know, commercial, make money, and it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. He had, Michael B had to go out eventually. So, which is why I'm excited now to see what happens next. So you're just following. So the reason why you brought this Optimus story is because you're following the development because you foresee. Uh, some stellar business yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at it because you said in earlier that you're interested in toys in the sale, la, the business yeah. side of that. Yeah, yeah. So you are looking at making your own Malaysian Optimus Prime one day and selling it to the masses. La. Uh, sort of. The business model. Because I realized… Or creating a, a movie. With a franchise, a movie, right. an IP one day. I don't know. Because, because Agent Ali is technically going for that. You know, yeah. even UPP is going for that. You have to. Yeah. Because… Um, I mean, even before working in industry, I realized, huh, the stuff that I love, like Power Rangers, Star Wars, they're just making money. <laughs> so why not just study UI, you know? And I realized, of course, there's there's pros and cons, like the bad movies, like the prequels and stuff. But yeah. but you have to, you know? Or, or, or you fall into that stereotype of a starving artist. Yeah. You know? And the cool thing about Agent Ali is, okay, for like the Malay market, mm. there's no precedent. So, mm. this will be so nostalgic in like 20 years' yes. time. Yeah, these characters they they are pioneers and they will live on. People are growing up with these characters for yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah, you could have like easily like uh, a older Agent Ali one day, or yeah, you could yeah. have you know so many variations. His kids, like you know Naruto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could have him having a family. There's so many things you could do with it, right? I, I can imagine like meeting a kid in ten years' time. I'm here because of Agent Ali. Yeah, because I'm here because of Upin Ipin. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's already happening. Will Agent Ali ever meet Upin and Ipin? Do you think? Ooh. Ooh. If Ultraman can go into the yeah. opinion opinion world, I don't see why Agent Ali can't go into the. Uh, no, the reason for my reaction is because it's. Uh, I'm sorry, kids, but this is small business stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, la. It's different companies. For sure. For different sure. properties, but the fans have been asking for it. Yeah. It, 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 they they definitely have fan fictions. Of it. I mean, even Marvel and DC have done crossovers before. Yeah. For the fans. Have you seen the Wolverine cross Batman stuff? Uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think Mr. Claw. I don't know. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's like an amalgamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've even had uh, comics in the past where the worlds collide mm -hmm. and then they pair different uh, heroes from each from DC Marvel fight and then the like fans vote who wins. Mm, yeah. So, uh, I think you had like… I can't recall who. Maybe like… 
I just I can't remember the variations. It could be like I think Spider Man against Batman or, or things mm-hmm. like that, lah. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's cool, man. That's cool. Okay, so uh, Transformers. Any other movies you're checking out mm. that you're liking? Well, the most stuff that I'm really into are series because uh-huh. I, I mean the cinemas closed down, so oh, so so there's not a lot of noteworthy films that I can. Do you know? Did you hear about the HBO uh, uh, Max saying that they're going to release? Yeah. Oh, so they're going to release both on their streaming platform yeah. and also cinemas, right? Mm-hmm. For some, well, a lot of people find that very controversial. I'm not mm. too sure why, though. Why? Why would that be controversial? Do you know? Because there's a lot of fans. They think that they're going to kill the cinema. They got. It's, it's. I mean, from my experience, it's always the consumer's perspective, you know, it's what they get out of it. Sure. So it's one, it could kill the cinema for the cinema goers and two, they feel, they can feel like they get cheat, cheated out of it, you know, why why should I pay for this for cinema where I can pay this amount for for streaming and plus HBO Max is not in Malaysia or, you know, a lot of countries. Mm. So it's, it's stuff like that, you know. Mm. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Do you have an opinion? I think… There's gonna be a very short-term thing, mm. I think, lah. Because, bro, you can't kill the industry in a few months' time. Mm. You know, in Malaysia maybe can, <laughs> but for US, for Korea, all of these big countries definitely cannot, lah. Especially that Disney owns most of the cinemas in US. Yeah. But the reason why I see it because again, uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about businesses and for film producers, is because there's a streaming wars going on, man. Yeah, between sure. Netflix, Disney Plus, and HBO, and a huge part of the business model behind that is that the first few, the first year lah, let's say the first few quarters of how many subs you can get are the most crucial. Mm. You need to get those subs. That's how Netflix thrived, you know, mm. compared to other companies that are not doing so well in the streaming business. Mm. So that's what HBO Max is trying to do. Um, they are trying to, they're hoping for this really huge controversial um, change of, um, you know, of pace of how you consume content could get them that num- amount of subs mm. and then and then most likely they will drop it because of the controversy and of course the film producers will never ever let that happen sure sure and so they got us hooked you know and then it's up to them lah nak, nak content apa the game of thrones prequel ke apa ke we're going to stay on hook forever mm. uh, that's that's the business side of it lah so that's why i think it's going to be a short short term thing lah i watched a really interesting round table the other day on youtube actually yeah. not that day lah maybe a few months ago but definitely before mco um, it was well, not no, 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 no. It was definitely after MCO, maybe mm, in mm. May, June, and that. Mm. And it was a roundtable of all the CEOs uh-huh. of like Netflix, Ooh. Disney. I should watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was cool, man. Uh, Netflix, Disney, uh, like all the streaming platforms, lah. Mm-hmm. Like even, even uh, there's another Amazon. Even Amazon. Jeff uh, Bezos, not Jeff Bezos. Not uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, the yeah. streaming plat, the okay. streaming. Uh, version the uh, mm. part of it lah. Mm-hmm. So they were all talking about the different hurdles they have and some of the movies they push that they're proud of. Some of the movies that let go and another house to get up. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting story. Mm. But it kind of… It did humanize them a lot more mm-hmm. because we had tend to think like corporations, yeah, there's yeah, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these are people who grew up in movies as well and they, yeah, yeah. they also love movies and they want to yeah. see like their own… They want to see things that they would like to watch yeah, produced yeah. by their own company as well, yeah, right? Yeah. So it did humanize them a lot. Mm. But of course they were, you know, just basically talking extensively about how cutthroat, how 
you know, it's so crazy competitive. La. It's mm-hmm. so crazy competitive. I think Netflix used to have like a monopoly. Mm-hmm. But now, they, it's just too difficult with all the platforms out there. Yes, yes. Oh, I, the way I see it going is that everybody's going to have multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, those days, we just… I mean, not the most recent is we all just have a Netflix account. Yeah, yeah. But now, it's, it's going to be… You're going to have Netflix, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max. Uh, okay, I think uh, in this household… Okay. Your mom's going to buy Disney+. Plus. Yep. She's going to pay for it while I buy Netflix. Yeah. And you know, and if my brother wants to buy anime stuff, Crunchyroll, he buys Crunchyroll. It's going to be like that lah. Yeah. I think like, I think maybe. So far, at least it's affordable. Yeah. Uh, curious to see lah if mm. it becomes more expensive. Oh, that's another reason why… The reason why they can make it that affordable is because of the numbers. They need the volume. So in order for them to, you, you know, uh, present it with such price, they need the volume lah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like… Um, I mean, so they all doing their own strategies. Like Netflix, mm. one thing I can see them doing very clearly is investing in comedy. Right? Yes. This is something they're doing and they're spending money, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Like Dave Chappelle's specials. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's getting paid what? Like insane. Like six-figure million kind of numbers. Like it's crazy. It's a right? good time to be a comedian in the US. Damn yeah. good time, man. You know how crazy it is? Did you see um, there was some… Con- Controversy about Dave Chappelle. I uh, know. So what happened was… It's not even a bad thing lah. Mm. But it just shows you… How freaking powerful Dave Chappelle is. Mm. He he doesn't own the rights to his comedy… Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, um, the comedy shows that he… I can't remember the name of it. The Chappelle show. The Chappelle show, yeah. He doesn't own it, right? So… When he came back… Now he's booming already. Suddenly mm. demand for Chappelle show has… You know, gone you know, crazy lah. Mm. So… the Whoever owns the rights… I can't remember which… It might be Warner or some something mm. like that. Mm. So they put it up. La, you know, mm. time, good time to bank in. La. Mm-hmm. And he's like… He's, he did, did it like a, kind of a, a set. And he his sets now are not even comedy. La. It's like mm. thought-provoking yeah, slash yeah. funny kind of stuff. Yeah. He's just like, look, I know legally I don't have any right to my, con- my content. But mm. it's my content. <laughs> I made it, right? Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. feels weird that you can use it, publish it, Without my say so, and in fact, I don't get anything from it. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. tells everybody, please don't watch. Only. Please don't watch it. Yeah. And he tells Netflix because Netflix also put it up uh. on their platforms. Yeah. Please take it down, right? Yeah. And even though Netflix had no legal reason to, mm. they took it down. Wow. They took it down. Really? Yeah. It's insane. It's really crazy. It's That's how much they value their relationship with Chappelle. Because, uh, because, because. I, I mean, it's, he's going viral now. So, yep. of course, the YouTube algorithm would force me to watch these videos. Yeah, I yeah. definitely watch his videos about his deal of, you know, rejected from one show yeah. and then getting the Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe it's because of that story, you know. Yeah, and then going to Africa after that for, you know, just like leaving after the second season. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty insane, man. But yeah, it's, it's a weird time in streaming platforms. Spotify. Mm. Joe also, Rogan. investing like crazy. Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah. Dude, come on, man. Give me 1% of that. <laughs> I'll be fine. Crazy. Yeah. It's mad. So like everyone is trying to just like diversify as creatively as possible because mm. there's so much of competition now. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in that way, Malaysia is cool because we just have so much of opportunities. The market is not that concentrated yet. Yeah, I, yeah. Am I right if I say that? What do you mean concentrated? Like for example, you don't have uh, so many uh, Malay shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you do, but… Mm. Like we all know the players in the market, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You don't have like crazy, crazy amounts. Mm-hmm. 
maybe they are gatekeepers lah. Maybe that's part of it. I don't mm. know. Uh, well, they are um, mm. online. I can. I mean, Lokman Podolski or have I? I'm, I'm not sure. I know Lokman Podolski. Uh, what, what, Mael Tote? Have you heard of that movie? No, no, no. Uh, so, I, mean, I do keep. I do pay attention to this Malay pop culture stuff, but. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. those stuff <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I just don't resonate with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. But if you say concentrate, um, yeah, there's definitely uh an opportunity out there. Mm. Just, you just got to know how to stand out. Like for example, yeah. like I think what I mean is like even look at Agent Ali, right? Yeah. Like yeah. these are pioneers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in like Western countries, they wouldn't be pioneers, right? Yeah, yeah. The pioneers have come and and gone. Yeah. But in Malaysia, like we are pioneers. We, mm. There's so many things we can actually do and create. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's cool. There's so much of opportunity, can? Uh, I mean, if I mean, I, I I hope I'm not bragging, but um, the animation scene has been doing very well because mm. um, Boba Boy they have a new show, new IP coming out. Yep. It's called Mikamoto. Mm. Um, for the first time ever in history, in Malaysian history, mm. it's going to premiere in an international uh, cable show, wow. which is Cartoon Network. Nice. The stuff that we grew up with. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big deal because um, for the longest time. Let's say if I want to open up a studio, I'm going to have to, you know, crawl and back to the TV stations here. Mm-hmm. But now it's an option to, you know, um, Malaysia is in, the, in their radar now. You nice, know, like man. Cartoon Network. So, and Agent Ali, the film, has been picked up by Amazon Prime. Oh, that's yeah. cool. But I'm not sure if it's just in which region. Because streaming, they have their region yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm not sure if it's in the US. Even Netflix, we get different uh, options yeah. from Americans. Oh, which reminds me, when I went to overseas and see Netflix, why isn't this show on <laughs> Malaysia? Yeah. So yeah, it's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well. Okay. Third thing you brought. Batman comics. Yeah. Okay. So you brought uh, The Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. So it's a three, uh, three volume uh, series, right? Mm-hmm. So you have… Which is… Okay. So volume one is Court of Owls. Mm. Volume two is City of Owls. Yep. And volume three is Death of the Family. Why yeah. did you bring this story arc in particular? Well, they're actually my favourites. Mm. Um, and I don't buy a lot of comics. Mm. I read them online. Mm. Um, don't ask me where. <laughs> I I don't buy as well because yeah. it's insanely expensive. Yeah. What I do is I just listen to YouTube videos yeah. that narrate. Yeah. And that stuff, that's my jam to go to sleep. I yeah. love it. it. Really, it helps me after working like a freaking long day. Yeah. You know, just go home, pop a YouTube video, yeah. narrating Avengers Civil War. Do you have recommendations? Which channels? Yeah, sure. There's two that… Pretty good. Uh, Comics Explained. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Comics Explained, I, at first, I didn't really like his mm. stuff. But now, I, I like it more because he has a very nice voice. Perfect mm. to fall asleep. Very slow. Oh, mm. nice, man. Yeah. And uh, two, he gives a bit of insight. Like, he doesn't mm. just like… He doesn't voice… I used to like when people voice the characters. Mm. I'm Batman. Yeah. But now I found it… I've come to find it a bit annoying. Yeah. So I just like someone to tell me the story. Mm. Give their little bit of thoughts. Why that's cool. Why that's not cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, I love because he's such a geek. So mm. like I was just listening to one episode the other day. And he was like, oh, this is a one shot. And then he's like, oh, this didn't happen. And then suddenly, there's a voice. It's freaking Dr. Xavier <laughs> and Sentry, guys. Sentry! <laughs> like, he's going crazy. Like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He's going insane. Yeah. So, I, I really like that. La. You know, yeah. I like the, the geekiness. So, he's good. Uh, comic Story is good as well. Mm-hmm. I think I got into it with Comic Story because he, mm. he did a great narration for uh, the Injustice 
comic series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I he did a very, very good job. So that's kind mm-hmm. of was my entry into like mm-hmm. YouTube video narrations. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, you mentioned like geekiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I love those kind of reactions yeah. when kids give to Agent Ali. Ah, nice, yeah, nice. yeah. I miss those. You know, I'm mm-hmm. hoping to get that for my for for the latest show I'm doing now, which is Kring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss that. But yeah, so I don't I don't really buy a lot of them. But mm-hmm. these are the stuff that I think are the most influential for influential for me. Mm-hmm. Um, though these weren't the books that actually inspired me for Agent Ali movie. Sure, because these books are very dark. Yeah, Th- this story arc in particular mm. is very very dark. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be quite surprised if you use uh, it for yeah. <laughs> source material for Agent Ali. Lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Uh, but um, here's the thing about looking for reference or influence. Uh, I think it's interesting growing up that m- most people, they think that when we are referencing, they think we are like through the plot points sure. or the characters. But I always find that very odd because when you actually learn about storytelling, don't copy don't copy the characters. You you learn the structure. Yeah. So the journey lah. The mm, not tak juga. The have you ever heard of three act structure? No. Yeah. So um, do you have you ever heard like rule of thirds for photography? No man. No. Uh, no, no have no. Jane ever heard? Yeah. So so Jane would know. Like okay. there's actually structure to everything. Sure. Um in in art. So what I always do is I don't I don't learn from. You know, if I see a Batman with a new villain who who's a ninja, yeah. uh, but for Malaysia, I don't copy that. Mm. I copy how did they introduce the character? Mm. Uh, why is why is he presented in such way? Why is he wearing blue okay. shirt? So my specific influence for Asian Ali movie was Batman Year One. Yeah, um, one of the classic Batman. The classic Batman Year One. Um, would you like to know the story? Yeah, sure, you can. Um, so like, see Batman Year One. If you actually learn the context of why that book is actually good, it's because what happened was that book helped sort of streamline the Batman origin story. Because prior to that, you you have the crisis in uh, in uh, crisis <laughs> infinite uh, uh, crisis or infinite uh, crisis or infinite earths yeah. and um you know and it was pretty much cluttered because you have a lot of versions of Batman. Yeah. So basically, for those who don't know, let's give let's I'll give you some geek knowledge here. Yeah. So, Crisis of Infinite Earths was where uh, they finally sort of discovered the multiverse. Yeah. So, this is where actually… Because what happened was comics were… They grew organically. Mm. But then you had too many things going on. The story mm. and the timelines didn't make sense anymore. Mm. So, they sort of needed a way to reboot everything and make sense of it. So, this comes with… Uh, uh, came in the form of Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah. And uh, this was one of the big, big, big uh, reboots that ever happened in DC and… It, it happened multiple times again later on. Yeah. Right? The most recent one was uh, DC Rebirth and before yep. that was New 52. Yep. So, this is New 52. Yeah, this is New 52, correct. Mm. So whenever like um, the story goes too insane and mm. or they want to introduce the story to young readers. So they want to help them restart again. So they just re- reboot it. Mm. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. Uh, you know. Yeah, so what Batman Year One did was make it more cohesive. Yeah. Um, it was Frank Miller after his success with the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So, from a structural standpoint, what that book actually did for Batman, it gave him a definitive origin story of why he's doing this, what he did for the first few years, for the first year lah, for the first few months as Batman. It 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 so, sort of solidifies Batman as a character. 
and that book itself would went to influence um, Batman Begins, sure. the Nolan trilogy. So for Agent Ali, honestly, at the time from season two, I thought like I asked myself, why is Ali an agent? I I couldn't honestly answer you, uh, give you an answer. Uh, Ali is an agent because he's cool, or Ali is an agent because he was thrust upon Iris. That's just plot points. What's the core? What's the reason? And so one of the missions I set for myself um, to contribute to the team was um, in this movie would be the Batman Year One mm. uh, for Agent Ali, which is um, it's very simple but very hard to do, which is from I'm an agent because it's cool, blah blah blah, to I'm an agent because of my mother. Mm. Yeah, so from that on, you 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 reverse engineer it, you know. Okay, why why is it for his mother? You know, who is his mother? Uh, what did his mother did? You know, what does it mean? So you know, I'm pretty happy how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you see the movie, that's why it's very very clear he's an agent now at the end of the movie because of his mother's um legacy. Yeah, the the, the movie had uh that movie had good character development. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers did not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> back to Power Rangers. <laughs> and uh, you can, yeah, it was not just a movie where it was just cool animation, people fighting. There was yeah. an underlying story. There was a, it was a nice development to the the, the character. Yeah, yeah. You related to the character very well, which is why I said just now yeah. as well. Yeah, cool, man. Um, do you still follow comics a lot? or? Um, it's pretty much seasonal. Mm. You know, like, funny you mentioned about uh, Infinite Crisis, besides the fact that the story is convoluted, it's also because the books aren't selling well. Yep. So we would, I mean, that's why comics nowadays is always very gimmicky. Yeah. Like you have Death Metal, Batman yeah. Vision Metal, or. My, okay, the, this is the thing. I, I was, actually, Death Metal is still okay, la. at yeah. least, I don't know. It, okay, okay. Be, 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 before we get into that, yeah. I had a big issue with um, the Watchmen. Uh, before Watchmen? The, no, no, not before Watchmen. You know, there's a Watchmen crossover with DC. Oh, I haven't read that. Yeah, yeah. so that's how they actually launched uh, DC Rebirth. Yeah. So what happens is, yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of New 52, like mm. with Batman, mm. so this happened like easily three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for everyone to know, Watchmen is a graphic novel mm. written by Alan Moore. Yeah. It's uh, amazing mm. graphic novel, right? Yes. Super famous. Yep. Super well done. The concept is this. What happens if you have heroes mm. in a world, in a real world, yeah, right? Yeah. In real America. His vision of the real world. La. Well, yeah, it, yeah. Basically, an alternate timeline where yeah, yeah. Nixon was still a president and yeah. so these heroes come in. There's only one superpowered hero. Mm. And that guy is a real hero in the sense that he's really superpowered. Mm. He can, you know, time doesn't mean anything to him. He mm. can look, he, you know, he can look at things at a subatomic level. Like he's mm. got like, la, basically. Mm-hmm. He can create life. You know, that's how powerful he is. Mm. The rest all are just humans. Mm. And so, it, it's a deep introspection about like, you know, who watches The Watchmen and mm. all these kind of things. So, the, it was meant to be a reaction to comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, that Alan Moore does things like that. Mm. So, in the end of New 52, what happens is Batman is in the Batcave. Yeah. And he finds in the Batcave, yeah. uh, the... The smiley yeah, face yeah. with the blood drop. Yeah. So when I re- saw that, I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's a crossover. So yeah. Watchmen and DC was going to like hit together. Yeah. And I was excited because yeah. it's like, you know, for in your mind, it's things, two things that are completely separate, right? Yeah. Suddenly they're colliding and you're yeah. like, damn, yes, yes, I, yes. I had the same reaction. Right. Yeah. Then, 
the story unfolds mm. and then Dr. Manhattan comes yeah. uh, and all these characters and it falls so flat in my opinion. Yeah. It was just a gimmick to mm. to reboot. Yeah. And it was so annoying. La. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a disgrace to Alan Moore. <laughs> this is a disgrace to the concept of the story. <laughs> this is like, you made Dr. Manhattan and all the Watchmen characters to the things that they were supposed to uh, you know, be against. Be against. That yeah. was the whole point was for them not <laughs> to be like this, right? <laughs> and you literally brought them into the universe. It yeah. was insane. Like. It was Geoff Johns, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether because there are multiple right. because uh, he was doing the Green Lantern yeah. uh, uh, stories. I'm not yeah. sure whether he did all the others as well because mm. there are multiple, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's my biggest thing. So And now they have like the, met, the dark, dark Metal yeah, yeah. series. Which okay was a bit of like interesting stories at least la. But still same. Now they have like an omniverse thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, guys, calm the heck down uh, But that's, that's what they have to do because um, I mean when you learn the business, business side of it sort of ruins the illusion. Mm. It, by the end of the day, it, it's, they want you to pick up the book from the shelves. Yeah, definitely. And those kind of gimpy stuff makes you, oh, huh, Batman black? He's Batman's black now. So you just buy the, you, yeah. you're just curious. Yeah. You know? And then it's a, the perfect scam lah because then you just keep on rebooting. So yeah. Fuller dies. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Wolverine's dead. Yeah. Let's buy. Oh, Wolverine's back to life. Let's yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sales not so good. Let's kill Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. It's just over and over yeah. again. Like this scam is going to fall apart eventually yeah. lah. You know, like I actually uh, heard uh, one of your podcasts that says um, that the sort of hit the MCU sort of being the benchmark now yep. of cinema. Yep. My feelings are the opposite. Okay. Because it's the reason that you said exactly. Uh-huh. One day they're gonna all collapse and they're gonna have like nobody gonna care about Black Panther anymore or Captain right. America. So so as a company, what are they gonna do? Yep. I'm more worried about MCU yep. being irrelevant compared to MCU being the benchmark. Because that's the reality of 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 entrepreneurship. I'm I'm gonna eat my words, you know. Yeah. Because most people who are sad about this MCU is because they're sort of ruining cinema, ruining, making it, making it harder for them to get jobs. Because the landscape was so different when we were growing up. Because yeah. when movies came out in cinemas, you rarely had something so extensive like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So now it seems like every movie has to have some sort of uh, support. Yeah. So it has to be a comic, it has to be a book. Yeah. But when we were growing up, movies came out, they were like, you never heard of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, okay, what's, what's this about? And it would be your first time watching it. So I guess that's like the, mm. a big part of the chunk of complaint. Yeah, yeah. Right? But like um, any movies prior that we love, mm. those themselves were uh, re- rebelled against, you know? Sure. Like, like the, the, the what? Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah. Yeah, nobody liked, people complain or oh, the box office cinema is going to change now. Yeah. You know, but nobody complains about them now anymore. It's a benchmark. Mm. So what's life is moving forward. Another group of uh, rebels and naive people gonna, you know, make their own movie like the uh, Robert Downey Jr. punya and situation. So you, okay, so you're saying that 20, 10, 20 years down the road, yeah. there's gonna be a new set of movies. Yep. People are gonna be saying like, remember the good old days when we had the MCU? Yeah, yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. extensive yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, everything was connected and there was yeah, a walking yeah. plot. Now all yeah. the, everything is splintered. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> fair point, man. Fair yeah, point. So like, <laughs> I, again, I, I'm gonna eat my words, but... <laughs> It's just it's just because people complain it's, it's hard to get a job. It's already hard now. Like yeah. you know, when 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 our movie came out, 
we were head to head with Frozen 2. Frozen sure. 2, yeah. So, you know. It's hard for uh, Malay- Malaysia to compete. Look, even with this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the English medium. Dude, I'm competing with like Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah How yeah. the hell am I supposed to win, right? Mm, yeah. I'm competing with like a host of… I'm competing with the Guardian's podcast. Yeah, yeah. BBC. Yeah. You know, like how the hell am I? Who wants to listen to this shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a struggle there. Yeah. But with, with innovation, comp- healthy competition, it, it encourages more uh, innovation. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, that's cool. Any other comics you you you, you really like? Uh, well, I had a lot. Who's, of... your, who's your favorite? Be- okay, Scott Snyder. Besides Scott Snyder? Writers? Mm. Um, that's the thing. I don't really... Um, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this, but I don't pay attention to who the writers or artists yeah. are. Because uh, there's a lot. Fine, man. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, um, but recently... Um, funny thing is I prefer to buy indie comics okay. the one shots I have a lot I, I have a lot of indie comics at home because they're a bit cheaper la, than this DC and Marvel stuff mm. and uh, when it comes to buying stuff I look forward to buy those instead of the DC and the Marvel stuff because DC and Marvel they're very business model oh you gotta wait for the next volume next volume that model itself is sort of killing my mood to buy these books mm. so that's why when it comes to buying books I prefer the indie stuff I've always kind of wondered why I, there are Malaysian comics out there. Yeah. But we don't really have well, I might be wrong, but I don't see an equivalent to like a DC Marvel in Malaysia. And I just uh. feel like I wonder why no one has tried it yet. Because um I feel like that's a, a whole industry that we could like uh we do. Do and, we? Uh, and I've I've met them. Oh. Um uh, like the it's like hero heroes kind of um that's the thing. Um from a business perspective. What they're going for is uh, they're going more with the manga-inspired stuff. Sure. Yeah, because those stuff, uh, oddly enough, even even with my experience, people buy the anime stuff. So it's like um, there's like Comic M okay. from PTS. There's Marple Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marple Comics try to diversify themselves with like um, Western style or indie style or political satire style. Um, but when you and I understand where you're coming from. Um, see. Um, the first thing you mentioned is characters, superheroes. Mm. So in terms of characters, no, we don't have influential characters in. Yeah, in we comic. don't have like in Malaysia. Yeah. We don't have like our own like Batman or. Yeah. Not only that, we don't even actually. You know what? We have Upin and Ipin lah. Yeah, yeah. We have Upin and Ipin. Yeah. You know, Agent Ali. Fair enough. Yeah. But do we have any other characters in that? No, I don't think so. That's. We that's, used to have the like City Brothers. Yep, yep. Anak anak City. Did you buy bought those books in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Cool, you know cool. they're from Banting. No, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they're from Banting. Oh. Uh, so, like, we all grew up in… I mean, my hometown is Banting. Yeah. Kyle yeah. is from Banting. Yeah. Uh, you go to Morit Beach, their house is there. Oh. And uh, they have like a giant shuttlecock statue. Wow. Yeah. Really? I kid you not. Mm. You'll definitely know it's their house because of their giant shuttlecock statue. I missed the whole big deal Those there. comics were based in my hometown. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's a story right there. That's a movie right there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. No, so, um, the thing is, right, that's where anime or mangas have such a different tone compared to Western comics because yep. they have a degree of like finality. Mm-hmm. Like if a character is dead, the character is dead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barring really exceptional circumstances. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I really appreciate that a lot more. Like. <laughs> I really like that. Like. You know, I, I like the… Like for example, Naruto. Mm. You have nice characters like… Uh, Naruto's mentor, Jiraiya. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know whether you watch Naruto. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, so his mentor, Jiraiya. Dude, mm. when Jiraiya died, 
spoiler, guys. It's uh, freaking Boruto now, so yeah, you yeah. should have known about I, it. Even I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when Jiran dies, you freaking cry, man. Really? You freaking I cried. Yeah. I was just like traumatized, right? Mm. But they kept him dead. They didn't bring him back. He died in like uh, early in Shippuden. Like yeah. there were so many episodes after yeah. that, but they kept him dead, right? Now Boruto, they say that they're. He has a like a, they're trying to bring him in a mm. side way, but whatever lah. Naruto itself, uh. they never brought him back, and yeah. that's respect to that man. Only in flashbacks lah. Flashbacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flashbacks, yeah. and in the movie, I think they time traveled. Mm. Uh, no, Boruto, Boruto's movie, mm. they, he and yep, yep. Sasuke, Sasuke time travels to the past. Mm. They meet Naruto younger and mm. also Jiraiya. Mm, mm, mm. So I mean, like that. Okay, that's fair enough lah. Mm. But this kind of like Superman dying multiple times. Mm, mm, mm. Flash dying multiple times. Yeah. It's just tiring, man. Yeah. So I've come to a point where um when I read comics, I just read it for the story. Like Western comics, lah. Yeah. I read it for the story. I don't read it for the continuity anymore. Yes, yes. It's the only way you can read Western comics, lah, for me. I only look for one shots, man. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, funny enough you mentioned the Watchmen crossover thing. I had the same reaction when I read um um Batman finding the 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 smiley face. Mm. But then I, I I didn't bother to read it because I, I wanted to wait for it to be finished. Yeah. So, and then like, pop, 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 three years. Oh, it's finished. Ah. Now I don't care about it anymore. And that's the thing. It took three years to finish that storyline. Right? Yeah, yeah. And again, it was all business going on yeah. around at the back doors. Lah. There were other yeah. things. It was all about the reboot, lah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the timing also was so weird and everything. Mm. Uh, I don't know, man. Like even the Joker was, I don't know whether you know about the Joker was. Oh, I'm jo- waiting for that to finish as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it finished. Jo- really? Joker's was, oh. Joker was, Joker was finished. No. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, it was the three Jokers. Yeah. That has come out and finished as well. Oh yeah, I, right. I want to. I wanted to read that. Yeah. One. yeah. But I mean, I w- listened to the YouTube narrations also. Like, mm. Mm. who's the writer? Not Scott Snyder. No, Scott Snyder. I can't remember. I can't remember. Maybe Tom King because he's pretty famous nowadays. Yeah, it might yeah. be. I like Tom King. I think yeah. I like Tom King's Batman. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the Ben Affleck type of Batman. Oh my god. I I thought I was the only one. Oh man, I really don't I don't like this alcoholic version of Batman who's super with with barely any neck barely any neck. <laughs> yeah. I was upset <laughs> that when they announced the Batflag version. Yeah. People kept saying, oh, this is the definitive Batman. No, this is better. Foot. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I was actually triggered. Like This is like the power yeah. just people all over again. And then and then like and then all of a sudden these people, before they praised Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale for the amazing films, and then Tibi Tibu when Bat like, oh the Nolan films wasn't yeah. really that good. Like Gila hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. people were giving shit to Robert Pattinson. But when I saw Robert Pattinson, like the yeah. when the art came out, I was like, no, I can see him as Batman. Yeah. And he's a talented actor. Yeah. People are just giving him shit because he, he was in Twilight. Twilight, yeah. So then the trade… I, and I spotted it a long time ago. I said, no, I think this guy would be okay. Me too, I'm, me too, yeah. I'm definitely not going to call him out yet. Yeah. Then the trailer came out and yeah. everybody went crazy saying, yeah. damn good. I, uh, screw all of you. Yeah. <laughs> these are just like… Allah, these people like the first thing comes to mind and then it's the definitive opinion there. Yeah. But the trailer did look good though. I liked how they… Reimagine the Riddler. It would make a lot of sense in real life. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited for that one. For me, I, I hope nobody gets triggered, but that's the definitive reboot after um, Nolan Bridge. Come me. on, man. Ben Affleck, that whole Batman Justice League. 
Let's not even get into it, lah. Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't like the design, but fair. I was waiting for the movie, but he has no definitive story. So how am I supposed to judge mm. whether or not this Batman is a good Batman? You know, mm. but even the design as well. I don't. Yeah. You know, like there are crazy things. You know, um, like for example, right? I always tell like when people ask me why I don't like Batman or Justice League. Mm. In the in, I think it's Batman v Superman. Mm. When Batman goes to, as Bruce Wayne goes to investigate, mm. they go to he goes to Lex Luthor's mm. uh, mansion. It's a party, right? Mm. So his version of investigation is he goes to the basement mm. by himself. He puts in a pen drive mm. and he just breaks through everything, takes out a pen drive and puts it in the pocket and he just chows. No, what kind of? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be a little bit more creative. You mean this source of your servers are unguarded? Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like. I thought I was the only one, bro. No, then they he gets all the information of all mm. the Justice League characters, right? Yeah. Lex Luthor has designed all their logos for them. Things that it's like what their, he, Lex Luthor's PR team designed it, is it? Like it's it just like insane lies. I mean, when I was watching the film in the cinemas, mm. I had this real time reaction where, because my benchmark for Justice League, yeah, was of, of when Batman interacts with the Justice League mm. is the DC animated shows, sure. Bruce Timm's version, the definitive, um. Uh, picture moving, let's say lah. You know, as long as it's moving pictures, version of the of the heroes, and whenever Batman would confront Superman or the Flash, he would always be as Batman. Mm. And then when and there's this scene as Ben Affleck when he would confront um, apa Barry Allen lah, Barry Allen in the yeah, movie yeah, version, yeah. as Bruce Wayne and reveal himself that he was Batman. <laughs> and I was like, Batman would never <laughs> ever do that. He would come as Batman, yeah. Barry Allen. Uh, um, so, whoa, how did you know my name? I know a lot of things about you. That's Batman. That's Actually, Batman. that's Batman's favorite like super trick. Like yeah. revealing people's yeah. identity. Yeah. 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 Everybody like, how the hell did you know yeah. who I was? <laughs> that, that's how Batman would approach. Yeah. I still remember the iconic uh, episode where in the Superman animated series, yeah. um, Batman meets… This is the first time in moving pictures. Superman mm. meets Batman. And you know… Batman throws. Yeah, yeah, he does uh, a jiu-jitsu move and uh, throws Superman. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like in the end, like um, so there's this banter where Superman would like X-ray vision, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> and then later in the final episode, Bruce Wayne would find out that he was Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, that's Batman. No, that's the thing. When you're an underpowered hero, yeah, uh, you need something to propel you. And for Batman, is he's just. Intelligence and will. Yeah. None of those two things came out in yeah, the, the movie. Yes, yes, yes. The, and the darkness in comparison to Superman was also like no mismatch because both of them were dark characters. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like in the DC animated series, mm. when you watch uh, Batman, the animated series, and Superman, the animated series, mm. in tone, they're both completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is always in the daylight. One yeah. is always in the darkness. Yes, yes. So, you can feel it. Even Justice League, the, the animated series, right? Mm. The uh, relations between all the different characters, I just it was so much more well done. La. Yeah. And considering that they had so much of money to do it, mm-hmm. you know, it just, ah oh man. Hey, Snyder Cut is coming out. So, yeah. who knows? La. I don't know. Uh, I'm keeping my expectations <laughs> me low. Also, me also. Like, <laughs> me also. Everyone is riding a lot on it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm being brutally honest, if that movie failed, it wasn't because of Snyder, it was because of the hype. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely Expecti- expectations are super high. <laughs> yeah. And somehow you're prolonging the wait. And building mm. up expectations. So. And I'm not even sure what they're hyped about. Mm. Just like characters being redesigned. Like really? Come on. You know? No. Uh, 
like the problem wasn't that we didn't have enough. Is <laughs> the what we had itself was bad, and so I don't yeah. know how you're going to change that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about directing and cutting. Yeah. I don't know how much you can actually transform in the editing room, lah. They say he's doing a, a few reshoots. Oh, he yeah. is he? Yeah. Oh, okay, that would make yeah. a difference, though. But again, I keep your expectations low, lah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Okay, man. We are kind of at our mm. one hour thirty minute mark. Yeah. So it was good having you. Thanks. Do you, any 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 other things you you, you want to plug? What what do you want to plug? You want to plug your company or um, how well, do how do the people follow you, man? Oh well, so um, you can follow me on Instagram like mm-hmm. uh, Parajurit P E R A J U R I T underscore Fakihin F A Q I H I N. I think that's pretty tough to spell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Parajurit Fakihin underscore Fakihin on Instagram. What's Parajurit? Parajurit is Indonesian. It's it's a shared uh, language between Indonesian and Malaysian for Askar. Oh okay okay okay. Yeah so, um, uh, and then f- uh, just to be clear, right now I'm working with Brainy Bones mm-hmm. uh, for the animated short Crane. Mm. We are developing a series, and please check it out. Uh, our short animated short, mm-hmm. it would really help us a lot to get a TV deal. Mm. You know, my my boss Hilmi Ismail, he's pretty open for me to talk about this. So mm. we're trying to get a TV deal. So we're relying on viral marketing for say, you know. So it sure. will we'll, help a we'll lot. We'll share your that YouTube video on our Insta page as well. Yeah, it will help a lot to to get a good TV deal, inshallah. Mm. And um, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm developing my own IP, a comic, mm-hmm. uh, very indie low stuff called Pandekarana. It's on my Instagram. I hope I also have my own YouTube channel nice, with my man. team. Okay. Uh, noise stuff. It's noise as in like N O I S. Okay. Uh, underscore S T O F F. Um, we have we have a team. It's actually my friend Azman. He's a voice actor, pretty famous now. Mm. Um, he's he voice acted for the Agent Ali movies, series. Mm. Bobo Which character did he do? Rama. Oh, Rama. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Rama Victor. He does a lot of voices. He's he's very very talented. Uh, and he's recently like very famous in the US market now because he oh. recently voiced. For a video game. Oh, nice. You don't know. In Malaysia, we have our own video game now. That's transcend borders now. Our own video game? Yeah. What video game is it? It's called No Straight Roads. No Strict Roads. Straight. No Straight Roads. Ah. But it's a, it's a very… Um, the best way to describe it is for the Nintendo fans. Alright, right. Yeah, it's very fun. It's very wacky. Okay. Uh, it's not really the, the big market like the COD or Assassin's Creed sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um, and then… Hmm… Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for now. Okay, so I was thinking the way we would end this episode is we would do recommendations. So you can yeah. recommend uh, something to consume, a product to use, or okay, could be a movie series, book, comic, yeah. anything lah. Yeah. Um. Well, of course, I would appreciate it if you could watch my films. Um. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no. You can't. Cannot. You can't. Uh. Cannot. Recommend your own product. All right. Yeah. 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 Because cool, yeah. cool, I already did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already done it. So. Um. Okay. The only reason why I'm suggesting this is because I'm quite triggered with this recent famous show called Startup. Mm-hmm. Is is a Korean Netflix show. Have you watched it? Yeah, so I hate that show <laughs> because uh-huh. it says it says that it's about, the title is Startup. Uh-huh. It's about a startup company because I'm a fan of entrepreneurship. Sure. And when I watch the show, it's the first first 10 minutes is about a love story and I, <laughs> and I got triggered so much. This is not entrepreneurship. I was, I was lied to. 
but to be fair, it's it's their target audience lah. It's okay. uh, they're not they're not pretending to be anything else lah. Mm. Which is why I highly 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 recommend you watch HBO series Silicon Valley. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Really we watch like it. Valley. Yeah yeah. Please watch it. Uh maybe it's not for everyone. Mm. You know, especially the the the, the Korean drama sort of. Um, but Silicon Valley also, you need to watch a little bit for it to kind of grow on you. Yeah, yeah. Like they are not characters that you like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they need to kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah but if, if if anybody listening, if you are an entrepreneur, these have stuff like uh, annoying investors, like uh, shitty bosses. What is it? Pied Piper, right? Yeah, Pied Piper. <laughs> shitty company names. It's, I really, really love the show. I really miss it because uh, it's finished now. Yeah. So it's just eight seasons. Uh. I think so. Maybe around there. Yeah, so I highly recommend that. Um. Oh well, that's that's the actually. I mean, there's a lot of related stuff like the boys or Queen's Gambit sure. or yeah. Pretenders. But another show that I would recommend that highly influenced me for my work would be Harry Potter. Mm. Harry Potter series. It it inspired me a lot. Again, it's still in terms of the structure. Sure. Um and um. The books or the movies. The movies okay. because I'm writing for a screen. So you have to watch the movies. Sure. So, um, and then video games. Oh, please play Last of Us Part Two. Lost. The The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part. Two. Yeah, a lot of. Have you heard of it? No. Have no. you heard about the shit going on about it? No. What Pe- What's the shit? People hate it. Why? Because let's just say, uh, it's a it's a sequel part two. Let's just say, imagine you you love these characters, and then in this sequel, they kill them off oh, and then make yeah. them bad. I hate when it happens. Yeah, but but I think you should really, really play it because that's the point of the game. It 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 really, as a creator, it really changed my perspective because these are a bunch of guys mm. that, you know, they're doing a sequel and usually you have the pressure of doing a sequel to make everybody happy but nope, they just, they just do something else and they have a story to tell mm. and it really, really moved me. So, yeah, The Last of Us Part 2. It won Game of the Year. A lot of people are bitter about it. But <laughs> hey, it's a good game. <laughs> nice, yeah. man. That's a lot of recommendations. So, I think the audience will have a field day with that. Yeah. So, I'm not going to do any recommendations because I'm just going to hijack all of your recommendations. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much I, for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can do it again soon. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe, maybe we can do one round with Lokman or, or, or even yeah. Natasha. And or, I would love to meet Christian. <laughs> yeah, if, if I would around. love to meet Christian. <laughs> 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 Haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, seen yeah, him in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he normally listens to the podcast. So Christian, hope mm. you're, you're taking care. Uh, yeah. Everybody else also, we at times, uh, hope you're staying, uh, staying healthy, staying uh, safe and staying good. Yep. Uh, thank you all for listening and we are done. Yeah. 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 Yeah.